Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, where you're waiting to be told or shown what to do. But y'all, it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can actually mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms really not helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. I'm super excited because it's December 19th. That is the best I'm time. Excited. And and you have birthday not too long. I Christmas do have a birthday coming up. It's yeah. true. The whole world celebrates my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. In fact, I was just talking to some people the other day and the gal said, oh, my birthday's on the 31st, December 31st. Mm-hmm. And she said, my sister's birthday's on the 30th. And I looked at her and I was like, stinks to be her. Because, <laughs> because on the 30th, people are just getting over like all the things that were happening before that. Right. And then New Year's is the next day. So nobody's going to have a party on the 30th. Yeah. But the entire world celebrates New Year's Eve. So there's always a party. You can always yeah. find a party. And I just pretend that, that everyone's celebrating my birthday and it works great. <laughs> it's fantastic. I know All several right. December 31st birthdays. Do you? It's wild. I do. Huh? Huh. Okay. Well, we're, we're all cool, I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I got another review for you. I won't, oh, do nice. this every, I won't do it every week, but. Okay. Not every week, but, but it's hey, our podcast, it's, so I it's been, want to. <laughs> and it's been kind of fun. It's fun because yeah. you check them more often than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kendra619 says, I love listening to Pam and Kim every week. I Mm -hmm. teach fifth grade math and each podcast, each podcast, good heavens. (laughs) You can do it. it. I love listening to Pam and Kim every week. I teach fifth grade math and each podcast teaches me something new. Pam and Kim are so relatable and definitely help me make math more figure outable for my students. I have recommend your podcast to anyone who will listen. Thanks, Kendra. Yeah. Thanks, Kendra. Appreciate that. Thanks for the recommendation. Thanks for helping us spread the word. And definitely thanks mm-hmm. for um, teaching your fifth grade kids so well. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah awesome. Done. Cool. All right. Uh, thanks, we... for the, thanks for the ratings and the uh, the reviews, everybody. We appreciate yeah. it. All right. We talked integer addition last week. Yes. So it's time to turn our attention to subtraction today. So okay. listen, there's lots to do, as you know. So mm-hmm. we're acknowledging up front, listeners, that we're just starting the conversation Yep. You'll have to let us know if you want more. Yeah, absolutely. You will. We know. We'll put it in somewhere. <laughs> hey, and before we started recording, Kim reminded me that last week we had a uh, promise that we would also talk about integer chips. Absolutely. So I'm going to maybe start there today. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
What do I think about integer chips? I think integer chips are colorful. <laughs> so what do I mean? There are those round things. Yep. There's red on one side, yellow on one side. And yep. we and teachers often use them to help students kind of think about zero pairs. And they model some stuff with um, integer operations using integer chips. I'm just going to flat out say, I think you can do without them. So are they bad? No. Are they wrong? No. Are they super duper duper helpful? <sighs> They're helpful, but are they helpful enough? Mm. So I'll, I'll just give you a quick, for instance, um, I was, when we were at NCTM, NCSM, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who you were, whoever you were, you made me think, I just don't remember who was, I was having that conversation with said, uh, yeah, uh, integer chips, like Pam, like this problem. And we did a couple of problems. She goes, they're so important because, and then we did a subtracting a negative mm -hmm. and she subtracted a negative incorrectly because she used the integer chip model and couldn't quite think about how, cause it's, it's insane. It, to subtract a negative, I know right now people are thinking, Pam, I can clearly tell you how to do it. Yes, you can. You can clearly tell me how to subtract a negative using integer chips, but it's not very intuitive and it's not very, um, what is a good word? Um, it's Wait, not the thing. You got words. Ah, it's, it's, not, just, well, it's not the thing that I'm going to pull up in my head when I'm doing Wait. integers later. Right. Um, and what were you going to say? What did you I say? Said it's question? procedural and it's one at a time, which super procedural. And I had to tell like hardly anybody comes up with how you can model subtracting a negative with integer right. chips. I know there's a few of you out there thinking, no, it was super easy for me. It's not for everyone else. Can we just like, it's just not very intuitive. Mm -hmm. So I think we can get more mileage out of a model that we're going to use more often. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do integer chips, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I am going to say, maybe don't spend too much time there. Maybe get out of there. Um, mm -hmm. why not? What, what's a pitfall of integer chips? So quickly, I'm already spending a little more time on this than I was intended. So quickly, a pitfall of integer chips, definitely subtracting a negative, but also the counting that happens. Mm -hmm. If I, I say, again. sorry, uh, no, it's okay. If I say, uh, you're going to do something like six plus negative seven, um, show me with integer chips. Well, most kids can think about six plus negative seven, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're just thinking on a number line, not actually even drawing the number line, but just thinking on a number line, especially if you do it in a context. But if I make you do it with um, a model, now you've got to count out those six positive integer chips. And then you have to count out those seven negative integer chips. And then you line them up so that you've got the six negatives and positives that cancel to zero pair, or add, I shouldn't say cancel, ah, cut myself, that add to zero those zero pairs add to zero and you've got one left over and, it's, and what color was it? Okay. It was negative. Notice that when you have that one left over, you're kind of almost reading off the answer. Yeah. You're doing a lot. You're doing less reasoning and you're doing more. I do this. I do that. That I read off the answer. If you read off the answer, thank you, Kathy Fosno for this. If you read off the answer, you were probably following their procedure and you weren't involved in the relationships. You weren't mathing. Too much counting, too much reading off the answer. Those are my reasons for de-emphasizing integer chips. Now, notice I didn't just say you could do them at all, but if it was me, I wouldn't. I don't think it's worth it. I think I think we can get the uh, bang for the buck doing other things, like modeling things on an open number line. And you might be like, well, Pam, you're gonna have to do stuff on an open number line. Yes, but that model lives on. Um, that 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 model we we need open number lines through calculus, right? We, that we just put two of them together and now we have a coordinate axis. So mm -hmm. open number lines are super helpful. We need kids. Um, what's the word? Uh, fluent on number lines. That's mm -hmm. super important. Okay. So Kim, 
if we were going to think about subtraction at all. Yeah. We have some episodes that we have talked about before for whole numbers where we have talked about that there are two main ways to think about subtraction. Mm -hmm. So if you are listening to this podcast right now and that doesn't ring for you, you're like, what do you mean two different ways of looking at subtraction? Well, we can look at subtraction as the difference between the two numbers in the subtraction problem. We can also look at as it as removing the one number from the first number, the second mm -hmm. number from the first number in the subtraction problem. Most often, especially if kids have been drilled in a traditional subtraction algorithm, kids are always thinking about minus, subtracting, removal. They're, they're only using that one meaning of subtraction. They're not thinking about the, that we can consider subtraction as the difference between two numbers. That often comes to bite us when we're doing comparison problems because we say, look, it's a subtraction problem. And they're like, no, this is a comparison problem because they haven't ever thought about that we can label comparison, how far apart numbers are, as subtraction. So if that's new to you, maybe we recommend that you go, we'll put the, the podcast episodes in the show notes, go chat or just go search, you know, y'all just look, math is fair, podcast subtraction and check out the ones where we talk about the two meanings of subtraction difference and removal mm -hmm. because we're going to need both of them when we subtract integers. Okay. So uh, we're not, to be clear, we're not going to develop difference versus removal right now. You need to have had some background there. So for us to use it here, uh, let me just say maybe when we just filmed Kim, we often film uh, us doing problem strings or expert teachers doing problem strings. In fact, I'm so excited that we have some new teachers we're going to film coming yeah, up soon. Yeah, I am excited Woo! too. Um, we film these expert teachers in real classrooms with real students. You always tease me. It's not fake students. They're real students. Um, I don't know I why do. I say real students. I know. So where we do problem strings and then we put those problem strings, we have a couple out on the website that anybody can view. And then we put every month, we put a new one in our journey program. Yep. So you can see it happening with real kids. My goal is to build up this bank of problem strings where like teachers can go look at Tons of different things being taught using problem strings with kids across the grade bands. Um, when I did that, when I went into a sixth grade classroom not too long ago and we filmed subtraction of integers, well, we did mm -hmm. filmed a bunch of integer stuff and subtraction was one of them. The first day that I went in, I did a problem strings with kids with whole numbers where we talked about difference and removal. And I got them thinking about how we can view subtraction as difference and we can view it as subtract minus takeaway removal. Um, and so that was kind of a, a starting place for kids. And then the cameras came in the next day and then we dove into integer stuff. So uh, I practice what I preach. We give kids kind of that sort of sense. If you don't have that sense, go check out a podcast on it. We'll put that episode in the show notes. Come on back and let's talk about subtracting integers. Mm -hmm. All right. So Kim, let's do a quick problem string okay, okay. to get at integer subtraction. I was right, almost so a really smart Alec. <laughs> you were going to be smart. You, you were going to be smart Alec? <laughs> was. Kim, you're never smart, Alec. Not. You're, how, what's the opposite of that? You're always smart, Alecky. Probably. I don't, know if you're, I don't know if you're always smart, Alecky. I wouldn't say there's a day that doesn't go by. Where is there you're a not difference between snarky and smart, Alec? Oh. I feel like smart, Alec is probably negative. Let's not be that. Okay, let's not be that. You are snarky. That's true for sure. So yeah. you're saying snarky is positive? I, I don't know. Probably not to anybody <laughs> but me. Witty. You like being know. snarky? I do. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. I'll do the Sometimes I'll meet people and I'll go, oh, Kim, you'll like them. They're snarky. You just, do. <laughs> she instantly lights up. She's like, oh, yeah, I want to I meet that person. So everyone who's not smarky, Kim, smarky, everyone who's not snarky, 
Kim will like also like you. Yeah, she'll <laughs> like you as well. She just is pretty confident she'll like you if you're okay. Moving on. Huh. Goodness gracious. Neither of us got sleep last night. Moving on. I know lots. It's because <sighs> we're busy. But yeah, we love it. it. Okay. If I were to ask you, Kim, uh now the cadence in this problem string is gonna be very important. So maybe help me a little bit because I'm gonna spend some time talking about a problem, but not because I would with kids. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about why it's the problem there. So listeners. Should we should we oh. do the problem string and then, or do you need to talk about it? And then it back between? up? Yeah. I can try. Okay. Well, it's okay if you can. You know, I'm bad at that. I know. Well, <laughs> that's why I maybe thought, I wondered if you could. You know, it's, it, it's interesting, uh, podcast listeners, when Kim and I present together, um, I'm often the example of a string with lots of teacher talk all the way through it. Uh-huh. And Kim is the example of a teacher of a problem string that goes straight through. You do it. And then she backs up and does like, let's talk about why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, we're good. We work well together. Um, I have gotten better at doing some. Yeah. yeah. I'm better when someone times me. If I like, if I say time me, then I'm kind of, I don't know, somehow that tells my brain to not stop and do teacher talk. Let me see. Let's see. Let's okay. see if we can do it. Okay. So, Kim, what is five minus three? Oh, two. And I know that's not hard. We're not going to pause very long here. Two. I'm just going to make a quick picture of your thinking just so we can kind of refer to it after next. You didn't have to think about that. But I'm just going to say, can we think about five minus three as five subtract three? We can. But can we also think about it as the difference between three and five? Mm-hmm. We've done some work with that. So on the board, I would put three on a number line. I would put five to the right of it. I would draw a little jump above it and put two. And you're saying the difference between three and five is two. Cool. Next problem. What about three subtract five? Negative two. And how do you know? Um, For this one, I start at three and go back five. And if you do that, you kind of skip over the zero. Yeah. And you kind of landed on negative two. So I've now written on the board, three minus five is negative two. And I'm going to pull out of Kim, I see, I think I have to talk about it as we go. I don't think it makes <laughs> sense if I don't. Yeah. So I'm going to pull out of kids that negative two, not two, you know, I'm, uh, and then I'm going to say, could you reason about that with um, elevation? So Kim, can you reason about that with elevation? So I'm at three feet above sea level and mm-hmm. I drop five feet. So I'm at negative two feet, which, which feet, is two feet below sea level. There you go. Okay, cool. And how about temperature? Can you reason that with temperature? Yeah, it's three degrees and it drops five. And so it's really cold, negative two degrees. Burr. And can you do football? Ugh. Um, no, no, you don't have uh, to do football. I, Football's I'm kind three, of the, I'm three yeah. yards ahead of the line of scrimmage and I get pushed back five yards. Nice. And so where are you? I'm two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Negative bummer. Two. Bummer. We're, we're back. That's terrible. And what about, um, what am I leaving out? Debt. Money. Yeah, money. Yeah. I have three bucks. I owe someone five. So I'm in debt to negative two. Cool. All right. So then I'm going to say, hey, I'm a little curious because we just said on the first problem, five minus three, that we could think about that as the difference between two numbers. But every mm-hmm. scenario you just told told me about, you were kind of falling. Uh, the temperature was falling five mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. You were going down below sea level. You were you. It was removing. You were going in debt, like removing money from you. Um, what did I leave out? Debt, elevation, falling. Football, you were being pushed back five yards. All of those were kind of a, a subtraction removal context. Could we look at the difference between three and five? Could we let the subtraction, because right now I'm pointing at the subtraction symbol, three minus five. I'm pointing at the, the that subtraction in between the numbers. And I'm saying, if that means difference, that's what we've said. We said with whole numbers, it can be difference. Then I should also be able to look at the difference between three and five. Sure. Ooh, 
Ooh, but the difference, the distance is two. But you just mm-hmm. told me the answer was negative two. Ah, oh, crumb. I guess we can't use distance to think about subtraction. Mm-hmm. Or can we? So I would have, for both problems right now, I only have one number line on the board. We talked through those other contexts when you were removing mm-hmm. three minus five. But I've really only got the one number line. And that is from three to five is this distance of two. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say, could we use distance? Could we find out how far apart the numbers are? But then think about removal to say, yeah, they're two apart, but is it going to be positive two or negative two? Mm -hmm. The distance is two, but Mm -hmm. from three feet, you fell down five feet. Where are you? Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're two feet below sea level. From three degrees, you fell. So we can actually use distance to find out the magnitude of the answer, the absolute value of the answer. But then we Mm -hmm. have to think, we have to use removal to decide, is it going to be positive or negative. I wonder if that will work. Let's try another problem. So Kim, what if I said seven subtract negative two? Mm-hmm. I uh, just drew a number line and I put okay. negative two. Uh, and then I also put seven. And so I- Where, where are they? Can you, can you order uh, this? Because nobody two, can see. Um, yeah. So negative two would be to the left of zero. I didn't mm-hmm. have a zero, but I'll put it right now. So negative two is to the left of zero. Mm-hmm. And then seven is to the right of zero. Mm-hmm. So the, the space between those is nine units, nine, whatever. Okay. Because I've, so, I've got that negative two to zero. I've got the zero mm-hmm. to seven. You add those together. You got this. Mm-hmm. this so, be, so seven and negative two are nine apart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so the way I think about it is I, I ask myself, is it going to be positive or negative uh, by thinking about the context? So if I'm at, uh, I have $7. Uh, no, I, I don't mm. actually do. I don't, I, yeah, this is I think tricky. I think about if I remove a number that is smaller or larger, like, am I removing something that is less than what I had, or am I removing something more than what I had? Well, and let's pause for just a second and yeah. look at the first two problems that we did yeah. because we had five minus three was two. And three minus five was negative two. So you just kind of said bigger, smaller numbers. And this is exactly what we're going to do with kids. We're going to kind of dive in. How did you know the distance distance between five and three and three and five was, was, was two? What was the size of numbers involved? Yeah. Your whole life up until we started bringing in, 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 in integers. Like when you were subtracting in grade two, grade mm-hmm. two, I've been talking to Canadians lately. Can you tell? In second grade. Um, where, where, where was the big number? Where was the small number in most of the problems you were ever subtracting? You were always subtracting the smaller number. Yeah. So from a big number, you were subtracting something smaller than it, then you would get a positive answer, right? Like if you, from, uh, you had money and you subtracted just a little bit of money, you still had money. If you were above sea level and you fell down just a little bit, you were still above sea level. If you were, the temperature was whatever. And it dropped just a tiny bit, you know, like you're not close to zero. So just drop less than getting you to zero, then you're still above zero. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of those contexts help us think about if from the first number, you just subtract something smaller than it, bam, the answer is positive. But what happened in that three minus five? How does, how does that? You're you're subtracting the, the bigger number now. Yeah. So from three, you're subtracting something bigger than it. Oh, from three bucks. I'm uh, spending five. I'm in debt from three feet above sea level. I'm falling down five. I'm two feet below sea level from three um, what's context, sea level temperature. 
I just I, from three degrees, the temperature dropped five degrees, brr, I'm below uh, two degrees. All of those contexts help me think about from a number. If I subtract something bigger than it, whew, the answer's got to be negative. So what does that mean for seven and negative two? From seven. Um, oh, sorry, you're asking me. Yeah, I, sorry. So I think about those as from seven, mm-hmm. I'm subtracting a number smaller than it. So then my answer is going to be positive. And that is the clincher of, of comparing those numbers. From seven, are you subtracting? So as I've written on my paper, I have seven subtract, and I wrote in parentheses, negative two. So from seven, you're subtracting something smaller than seven. So you actually have to get kind of in your head. How mm-hmm. are seven and negative two related? So mm-hmm. negative two is smaller. They're nine apart. Since it's smaller, I'm removing something smaller. That's like what I've done since second grade. Bam, mm-hmm. the answer is going to be positive. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, so then what if I just turned that problem around on you and said, mm-hmm. same numbers, negative two, subtract seven. Yeah. So same difference, right? Same mm-hmm. distance between the numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But but this time I'm starting at negative two and I'm subtracting something larger than what I have. So it's going to be negative seven. Uh, what did I say? Negative nine. Negative nine. The distance yep. is nine, but we're removing something bigger than we started with. Bam. The answer has to be negative. Mm-hmm. So this is not trivial. Like we have to like, let's see what happens in another problem. So then I might say to kids, okay, what if I start at negative five mm-hmm. and I'm going to subtract negative three, negative mm-hmm. five, subtract negative three. Whew. How are you thinking about that? Um, so I wrote down negative three and negative five on our number line. Yeah. And how do they relate? Where, where uh, Which one's which? It's a good question. So the negative mm-hmm. five is to the left of the negative three. Because so negative five is yeah. Um, <laughs> bigger than negative three. <laughs> I stood in my paper. Negative five is bigger than negative three. Ooh, careful. Negative five. It's a bigger debt. Oh yeah, it's bigger debt, so it's smaller. But, but we'd actually say it's smaller. Yeah, I, that's super tricky. So as you go to the left, yeah. What, what did I say? Three. You said negative five was bigger than negative three. Oh, it's smaller than negative three. Okay. All right. Just checking. <laughs> well, hey, and maybe maybe you meant to say that or not, but lots of this, this is a thing that yeah, as, as you sure. deal with negatives and positives, sometimes we have to like stop ourselves and just yep. think, okay, wait, what does that mean? It is a bigger debt, which is, that's confusing, right? Yep. I, I tell you, Kim, when I used to do limits and calculus, I would say, as you go to the right and X is getting bigger. Well, that's true as you go to the right. And then I would mm-hmm. say, as you're going to the left and X is getting bigger in the negative direction, mm-hmm. I'd, mm-hmm. I'll, I had some very nice people. Thanks, Diane McGowan and Susan May, who were like, you cannot say bigger negatives. And I was like, yeah. why not? And they're like, no, those numbers are smaller. I was like, yeah. Mm. So I had to really work on that. Um, yeah. Okay. So I've got negative five and negative three on my paper, kind of like you said, yep. negative five to the left, the negative three is to the right. Okay. Yep. So uh-huh. the distance between those is two. Okay. But because I'm subtracting something larger than what I currently have, it's negative two. Because negative three is larger. And it's yep. the problem was negative five subtract negative three, negative, yep. five, negative five subtract something larger than it. You're like, the answer has to be positive two. Yep. Okay. So what if we flip those around? What if it was negative three Wait, subtract? Did, oh, sorry. Did you what? say it was positive? The answer is positive two? I think you just said positive two. I did, but I should have said negative two, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know why I said negative. Okay. Because you're subtracting anything bigger than it, it should be negative. Yeah. Right. And maybe I'll stay in context to help me make sense of that. 
If I've got some money, but I spend more than I had, I'm in debt. Mm -hmm. If I'm at sea level and I drop um, more than I was, more than through the zero, then Mm -hmm. I'm uh, negative. If the temperature is, you know, whatever, but I drop more than that, then I'm below zero. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Thanks for that. Um, All right. So now we're flipping it around. Negative three, subtract negative five. Yep. Um, so they're still the same distance apart. Negative so three is same still number two line. away from negative five. Yep. Yeah, still two apart. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this time I am subtracting less than what I had. Can you give me a, a, a context where you're making sense then? Does that mean it's positive or negative? If, you're, if, you're subtract, if, if negative five is less than negative three, you're subtracting something less than you started with. Should, so should, I, if, yeah. I was, if I was at negative five... Um, Oh, no. So don't, don't do too, too numbery. Just like, uh, I'm subtracting. I, I have more debt than I started with. Uh, I have to think for a second, negative three and negative five. So from negative three, mm-hmm. you're subtracting something less than it. Mm-hmm. So you have some money, you're subtracting less than that. Yeah. You can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel oh, like uh-huh. the, the, challenge when you are subtracting negatives is that we try to stay in context too much. Yes, I will concur. Okay. Yeah. Which is why I just said, try not to actually use the negative three and negative yeah. five. So I a think, little more general. Uh-huh. I, I think we do a really good job or we attempt to do a really good job really having kids understand negative numbers in context mm-hmm. and what, it, what does it mean to have negative numbers and then we rely on their understanding of where numbers fall on a number line that negative five is and where number, negative three is and how they relate to each other so that we can use those intuitions when we get to something funky like subtracting a negative. Yeah, because subtracting a negative doesn't work well in context. Yeah. It yeah. just doesn't. And people try to have it make well, make it make sense. They yep. try to do the integer chip thing makes sense where you yep. have to add in the zero pairs and like, I get it. I get it. So. I'm just going to suggest that subtracting a negative doesn't work well in context, which is the reason why we developed integers so late in our history. Like they came very late in history and making sense of um, subtracting negatives came super late in history. So uh, we, we build some generalities about how we can kind of think about it from a number. If you remove something smaller than it, well, that's like what we did in second grade. Bam. The answer is going to be positive. From that number, if you remove something bigger than it, oh no, now we're in debt. We're below sea level. We're below um, zero degrees. Once we can make that generalization where kids actually understand, they're not just memorizing a rule. They actually understand that generalization. Then they can look at a problem like negative three minus negative five. And they can say, all right, how do those numbers relate? Well, bam, from negative three, I'm subtracting something smaller than it. Then the answer is going to be positive. And how far apart were they? They were two. So the answer is positive two. Yes. Yep. So the upshot of today's episode is we need both meanings of subtraction. So if you teach younger students and you're teaching whole number uh, addition and subtraction, please make sure that you have uh, developed with kids that there are these two interpretations, two meanings, two ways Mm -hmm. of looking at subtraction. If you work with integers, do some of that work enough that kids can like understand subtraction can have these two meanings help kids really understand integers, feel what's happening, be able to justify it, do it a lot. Don't go to rules, stay in reasoning. You're going to worry it's going to take too long. 
Let me tell you what happens when you just give them the rules. Then we have kids memorizing things like Pizza Steve and minus minus plus plus. And then yeah. uh, I'm in there working with kids and they see multiplication and they start doing minus minus plus plus. And they see addition and subtraction and they start doing Triangle Steve. And you're like, what is Triangle Steve? See, I'm not even going to tell you because it's a memorizing thing that kids just look up and they misapply it and they, they stop thinking about stuff. I'm going to suggest if you have kids uh, who are thinking and reasoning and confident that they can make sense of problems, they are going to A, do better on your high stakes test because they go in confident. B, have their worlds open up to more math because they go in confident. That is our goal. They may not be as fast. You may not quote unquote cover as much stuff, but they're going to do it better and they're going to do it with confidence. And we need kids who have reason to fall back on. Woo! All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, what have we not done with integers that you still want to hear about? Let us know. We will develop some or devote some more future, some, some more, some more future. Can I say more future podcasts? Sure. To integers. All right. Thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. And thank you for spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.